This is Timelines WP, Episode 245 and WP Tonic, Episode 87, recorded on this holy Saturday, April 26, 2016. Today on the show, we have Russell Aaron, the organizer of Vegas WordCamp. He is with us today to finish off this month discussing of making money with WordPress. We'll also be taking a deep dive into GravityForm plugin, and of course, we'll talk about the upcoming Vegas WordCamp. Now, let's get right into the show with Jonathan and Russell. Jonathan Aaron, we are up and we are surviving and we're not in Blab today. We are on... Skype, so it should be a really nice podcast. Jonathan, why don't you take it away and let's see what we're going to talk about today. Oh, thanks, Russell, for coming on the show. Uh, We've got such a load of subjects, folks. We're going to be talking about SaaS, using WordPress to make some money. We're going to be talking a little bit about Gravity Forms, and we're going to be talking about WordCamp Las Vegas a bit. And some of the other word camps that are coming up. How does that sound, Russell? That's a um, diverse group of topics, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. I love that blab is a four letter word. And we're on Skype, which is a five letter word. <laughs> you know, four letters just didn't do it for us. Yeah, we were blabbed out <laughs> right at the last minute. We blabbed, blabbed out on Saturday, Russell, but we coped, didn't we, Russell? So, so let's dive into it, Russell, because, um, we've got a load of stuff to talk about. So let's. Let's start with sasses, and um, what do I mean by that? I'm just going to give a pre-ramble, folks, and then let Russell rip. Basically, you know, it's software that you can build a product, a service on. Just like, let's say, a year ago, two years ago, you had like Ruby on Rails, you had Java, and you had some of the JavaScript libraries, but it all had to be, you know, built from the ground up. You know, if you had a company product, but then people started using WordPress, didn't they, Russell? So what, you know, what are the benefits of using WordPress? Where do you see it going? And got some examples of people doing this, building a SaaS on WordPress. Well, so I I think any software or any service that you are going to build, I think it needs to solve a problem. I think there are too many people in the space that say, um, you know, we're parent company A, and we're going to try to take over this market, but they don't have a really good product, as where if you build a product that solves a problem, you can create a business from that. So that's what I've learned in my experiences. Um, but as far as using WordPress, um, it's already ha- it already has things pre-built into it. You don't have to manage users. You don't have to create um, you know different kind of roles. You don't ha- um, there are simple plugins that you can say, if you have a membership, show them this content. If they don't have a membership, don't show them this content. Or based on how interactive they have been on your site, you can give them more permissions. Or you know, there, There's a lot of functionality already built in instead of saying, all right, build it from the ground up. You know, it, it, It's almost 30% done for you already. You know? Yeah, that's great. Are there any kind of slight problems in, that come to your mind, non-benefits of utilizing WordPress rather than, or do you think the membership and the 30% you just talked about are so beneficial that you should look at it? Well, so you're always going to have problems. You're always going to have to like have to debug things. But at the same time, I think that you're already uh, ahead of the game by using a tool like this because there's such a huge community behind it and you can reach out to get that help. But with 4.5 coming out or 4.6 coming out soon, 
there's been so many technological advances with an API and coming out with um, using like the WP cron stuff like that. I think it gives you a huge advantage instead of saying we're going to do this all from Ruby on Rails or from Python or something like that. Yeah. So the other the other area that I want to quickly discuss around this area, Russ, is you've got your apps, you've got your iPhone, your Android, and they seem to be, you know, you could build your desktop in WordPress, but if you wanted to build an app, you had to do it in one of the native languages, right. either Android, Java, or the... Phone, um, phone Gap, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so do you see any kind of, in this year, do you see any movement where developing an app that links to a back end of WordPress database, do you see that becoming a lot easier and and some great tools coming up? So there are already great tools. Um, Web Dev Studios has AppPressor, which is is essentially you install this plugin, set some things up, and it's going to wrap your site in PhoneGap. It's going to be ready to go through the iTunes store and through Google Play. Colin Lores, from you guys know him in Reno, um, 2011, he was showing us how he built an entire casino uh, membership system using WordPress. You know, every time somebody scans their cards, it registered points in the back end and it was keeping track. But he was running so many tasks behind there to keep that managed. Whereas today, it's a simple API and an, uh, and an Ajax and it refreshes and you're good to go. There's no more trying to sync. It's almost everything now is in real time. So it's a huge benefit, especially when you start diving into C++ or you start diving into advanced JavaScript techniques with trying to use um, Angular JS and stuff. It, it's There's so much to learn. And even though you feel like you're overwhelmed by trying to learn it, once you get to that point, it's how do I adopt what I'm doing into WordPress or how do I adapt WordPress into what everybody else is doing? And that gap is slowly coming together. You know, it used to be, oh, like, right. it used to be like the size of the Grand Canyon and now it's like the size of the Truckee River. All oh, right, I think that's a good good metaphor. So, what I think you're trying, um, this is my take of what you just said, which was great, Russell, is that your core um, technology, your core um, development experience, can still be based on WordPress. And then, when you need to learn these slightly different external skills, there's enough overlap. So, it's you, you haven't got an enormous cavern, like you say. That, that cavern is narrowed. Would that be a right? way to put it in some ways yeah correct because i mean there's so much technology that's already built into wordpress that you know five years ago if you were going to build an app it was either all um uh objective c or it was all using uh javascript or using something like uh, ruby on rails and now you can mash up all four of those together to make something incredible you know it it wasn't one or the other yeah i don't i don't want to go too off on sure. this track because um um the restless api does that does that have any place in what we've just talked about as well uh, of course being able to uh being able to grab somebody's url and grab their feed of what they're sending you through their api and being able to send your own data somewhere else it's in- incredible in what now your apps can do you know your app used to be just about you, but now you can start pulling in different feeds and giving different user experiences and giving new stories that you 
personally don't talk about, but are seemingly involved in what you do. You know, like I, I'm not somebody who talks about politics, but if I had a politic or if I had a website that was all news, um, I could start pulling in different feeds essentially with the WordPress REST API and getting the latest news about what our Nevada reps are doing or what, you know, the presidential candidates are doing. Oh, you don't, you know, we don't want to do that, Russell. What, 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 what a waste of a good. It's incredible, though. You know? I, I definitely want to do that. Yeah, he does. We have we have a site called Meet the Voter, meetthevoter dot com, and I'd like to do one for Nevada. By the way, Jonathan, we're tearing up on our local interviews here in, Nevada, in Reno. By the way, I'd like to, if I could interject some news about Reno, I'd love to do that on a site. Yeah, sure, that sounds great. So um, we've talked about that. So you, in your heart, do you think if you were looking at building a, a, a SaaS that you you would definitely look at WordPress as a possibility for building the whole thing. So one piece of advice that I got from somebody here in Vegas, his name is John Hawkins, is he puts everything through a filter is, can I use WordPress for this? And, you know, he'll go down the checklist and he'll say, you know, I can do that, but it's probably easier to do that in this other language, or it's probably easier to handle it by this way. But Again, if you know nine out of ten boxes are checked, it's it's easier to build one core functionality into WordPress instead of trying to you know say well WordPress only handles one aspect of it. Like let, maybe let's not build it on top of WordPress. So I put everything through a filter just to say can this be done with WordPress? Oh, that's great, um, Russell. So we're going to go for a break, Russell, and then we're going to come back and talk a bit a bit about Gravity Forms. Cool. Want to turn your WordPress website into an online speed machine? Go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to wp-tonic.com. Okay, coming back off the break, the Gravity Forms, that's where we are. I'm, I have a lot of websites, been working with WordPress for a few years, and I picked up Gravity Forms. I started using it right away. It's pretty intuitive, but it seems like I can't go to the next level where I'm styling it. So, uh, Russell, if you could help me process the process of styling, learning to style those Gravity Forms a little bit better, and that's what I want to learn. I love Gravity Forms. It's a great tool, and it's something I'll stick with, and I'll just get better and better, I'm sure, at it. Yeah, sure. Um, so the, the easiest way that you're going to start learning how to style Gravity Forms actually comes in two parts. Number one, they have their own website. It's called gravityhelp.com. And it will actually give you the CSS. Like if you want to target a text field or an input field, here's the CSS to do it. And their CSS is just going to put a red box around it. And I mean, you're going to have to give it your own background color. You're going to have to mess with it. But Essentially, what they're doing is they're saying, here's how our platform works, and here's how you target specific things. So once you understand that, you can start going to other people's sites, my site, your site, somebody else, and you can start seeing that they're using Gravity Forms. And you know, inside of Chrome or Firefox, whatever uh, browser you're using, you can start seeing their styles, and you can start getting better with, I didn't know you could do that. You know, I didn't know you could put opacity layers. I didn't know that you could, you know, fix the width. It's incredible with style what you can do 
it, it used to be like you can't do much, and now you can almost do too much. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. Thanks. That's a start. You know, at least, I mean, I just picked it up and started playing with it, using it, and I love it. In fact, there's a form that we fill out before the show normally, but since you've been on one of the shows, you didn't have to fill out that form, but it really helps. It's fast, and it's amazing. Uh, but anyway, thanks. It's been a good show. We're on, again, we are on Skype today. It'll be interesting to see how it comes out. It's been a while. I actually like Skype. This is what I was talking about doing, Jonathan, is doing these Skypes instead of Blab and going up on Blab later. So really good show. And, you know, it's fun to be back on the tech side, believe it or not. We sort of went to the softer side. of Yeah, we're playing on the tech. We're on the t- so with Gravity Forms, um, can you give some examples to people what they can, maybe some projects that you've been involved with or some things you've done with Gravity Forms that people won't be aware aware of that they could do with it sure so the easiest things with um with gravity forms is obviously building a contact form a simple way for people to reach out to you and say i'm interested in hiring you or i'm interested in interviewing you something along those lines and then with gravity forms you can start getting into allowing people to sign up to your service let's say your wordpress blog they can fill out a form, and before they become a member, you can send them to PayPal to pay $5 or $10, whatever you want. Before Gravity Forms, you had to use like an e-commerce service to merge those together. But now Gravity Forms, because it's embedded with uh, PayPal and Stripe and Authorize.net, you have a lot of options. And then taking it one step past that, you can actually use a gravity form to let people submit content to you. And so, you know, like if they're going to guest blog, you can write their entire blog on your form and click submit. And then in the back end, you can map it to say, go to a new post and assign it a category of guest author and, you know, give it all these tags. You can start doing a lot of stuff where it's, it's uh, automation is what I'm getting at. Automation is something that everybody's interested in and they wish that it would just do it for them. That's why automation exists. But you start looking at gravity forms and they have so many hooks like Genesis that are just built in that you can tap into and really make it your own. The, the last project that I worked on was actually for a mortgage company. And what they were doing is, is a, a loan officer would input a new loan that was coming in for like a, a purchase on a house. And so they would hit submit and it would show up in their own queue, kind of like a DMV system, you know, now serving number 35, whatever. And so they could type in their info and then say, you know what, it's ready for my processor. They could check the box and send it to his queue. And now he knows what he needs to work on. And then he can see his pipeline and see, you know, I have 10 things to work on. And then when he's done, he can assign it to somebody. And all by using Gravity Forms, that's all they're doing is just checking the appropriate boxes. And in the back end, it's sending it to where it needs to go. You can do some really interesting things once you start learning how the back end of Gravity Forms works. And um, the company's rocket, isn't it, behind it, Gravity Forms? Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're called Rocket Genius. It's Rocket Genius, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this is just my impression. Um, I'd like to get your view. I've got a feeling it's a really, you know, well-coded um, 
quality product, but I just feel slightly that they they haven't on the on the kind of visual side, drag and drop, being able to move the fields around that side of things. They haven't really pushed it as much as they could. Is that your feelings or do you you know, just like your views on that? No, I used Gravity Forms when it was a, a brand new plugin, and it used to be that you had to click, and then you had to, you know, it would it would appear, and then you had to like really dive in and mess with it. And now it's as simple as I need an input field, I need a text box, I need a paragraph, and I mean it's there. And it, it was at one point you had to add your own style to it if you wanted to put, you know, your email and your phone field side by side. You had to wrap it in such way. Now they've given you, uh, they're called ready class, they're called ready classes. And you can just say, give me ready class left, give me ready class right. And they just, they're aligned. It's, it's very, they've done a lot of work over the years, listening to the community, what they want, and then involving it into that plugin. Yeah, I, I think I didn't explain mm-hmm. myself that well. I, I thought more the kind of drag and drop kind of mentality of like maybe beaver builder because um i've got aren't the people from optin monster they've just introduced a form builder themselves haven't they yes they did yeah well so you're talking about three different kind of things though so that's why that's why i do russell you've got to get used to it (laughs) no no i am but so Beaver Builder is essentially, you know, you, you build your pages out and it gives you different widgets or it gives you different options. As far as when it comes to like gravity forms, I mean, you're not doing anything other than forms where with Beaver Builder, you could be doing a number of things, you know. So but as far as the drag and drop, I have had no problems using gravity forms just to move my fields around or to, you know, reorganize them. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just the same. I was being the devil's advocate yeah. Sure, fair enough. That's, that's, that's what I do, Russell. I'm, def- yeah. I'm definitely the wrong guy to ask about. Um, do you think it could improve? Because I'm such, uh, I'm a big fan of Carl's, uh, of their work, and I don't think that they can do anything wrong as of yet. You know, I mean, they could release a, a new update tomorrow and it could all go, you know, down the hole. So I don't want to say but, that it's the best solution, but I'm saying it's a yeah. very good solution. In a quick pin. Let me ask a couple questions from the form editor. You were talking about the form editor, weren't you? The standard fields, advanced fields, post fields, and pricing yeah. fields. Is there more? Yeah, there's tons more. Mm-hmm. So with gravity forms, what you're doing is, um, you know, you're getting a simple input where you can put your name. You're getting a right. simple text area where you can put your message. But now, I mean, you can create a new post type. And you can give it, you know, use something like advanced custom fields and you can build your custom fields. And then using gravity forms, you can say when somebody puts in their first name, map it to this field. Like it doesn't have it doesn't have to go to the title. You can put it down here. You can put you know, you can move it here. It's very they've added that ability to move custom fields or to map to custom fields. That's essentially what gravity forms is, is you're mapping to different things or you're sending data to an API it's really incredible with the, the many different ways that it can go just by using one simple concept of building a form. Because when you look at WordPress, uh, spoiler alert, WordPress is nothing but contact form. If you think about it for a minute, when you go into edit a post or when you go to create a post, you're giving it a title, you're giving it a body, but you're, you're essentially hitting a submit button or you, you're hitting publish or you're hitting something and when you look at the code that whole thing is wrapped in a form with a method and so wordpress on the back end is nothing but 
custom contact form. That's great. Uh, I think the other thing people got to understand um, is one of the strengths of gravity um, is that a lot of other um, well-known WordPress plugins work with Gravity Forms really well. Yeah. The, the integration um, with a number of other WordPress like WooCommerce. Um, Easy digital download. Yeah, as I was thinking, thanks, Russell. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a number, and a number of those management plugins that we were talking about around the SaaS at the beginning of this conversation, they all tend to work with Gravity Forms well, don't they? Yeah. It's really cool when somebody says, listen, we're going to charge for this product, but we're going to give you ways to inject your data into a process and anywhere in the process. Because before, you know, you had to inject your data before the form began or after the form began. And now with as advanced as JavaScript has become, you can put in your own point, say, no, no, at this point, here's where my data goes in. But then at this point, I'm going to put in more data. They've given you hooks. They've given you ways to take their essential plugin and build it into your business. Because no two businesses are ever alike. There's not just one solution. Even though you and I have a podcast, we run two different things. We run two different shows. And there's no way for Gravity Forms to say, you know, 10,000 podcasts use this plugin. How do we help all 10,000 of them? So it's easier to give people a hook to let them dive into that. Yeah, just to, just to finish off this conversation, um, obviously uh, you did have a plugin um, style Gravity Forms uh, gave right. you a bit more. Reflecting back, what was the main things you learned by doing that that you would do different now if you attempted to do it? Tough question. So... I talked earlier about solving a problem. And so what I was doing is that Gravity Forms does not come with styles. They, they really let you handle that using your child theme or using your own style sheet. And so solving the problem was people wanted a quick and easy way to style their forms, to match their website, to match whatever theme they're using. And so looking back, um, I, would give the, I would give the option to have predefined styles like ready, canned, out of the box, ready to go. But I would also give them the chance to create their own styles. That was something that my plugin didn't do to say, you know, here's the 10 I created, but you can build and save your own because, again, I don't know your business. I could give you a pink kind of Valentine's Day form, but it's essentially not... The, the colors that you're looking for. So you need to give people ways to edit your predefined styles. You know, oh. th th that's something that I would incorporate had I kept venturing down that road. That's great, Russell. We're going to go for our next break and we're going to come back now with our final um, session. Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. And you can find her at karenconrad.com or call directly at 775-527-7021. Okay, Jonathan, I'm coming back off the break for the last five minutes, and we want to ask Russell, what can the listener do for you? And also, how can the listener contact you? Um, really, the listeners can just give their input, you know, as far as... There's people in the community that, I mean, WordPress is an open source project and there's people listening all the time saying, how come WordPress doesn't do this or it doesn't? And then, you know, like three releases later, it, it's built in the core. So you can really get involved with the community. To really get in a hold of me, uh, I'm on Twitter with NQ Russ, uh, E-N-Q-U-E-U-E. -E -E. 
underscore Russ. I'll send you guys the link in a minute. Um, or you can just head over to WPVegas.com and my profile's there. All of our past uh, videos from Word, uh, the WordPress meetup, you can get a hold of us through there. Thanks, Russell. I just want to say to my listeners, um, Russell's a great member of the WordPress community. He's done a lot organizing um, behind the scenes and he's been so active. You know, he's a busy man, but he's always had time for the WordPress community. So thanks for that, Russell. It is appreciated. So, Russell, we've got Las Vegas WordCamp coming up um, pretty quicker than I would like to think. Can you give us any kind of idea what the theme might be? I know you can't be too specific, but maybe you can give us some ideas where you want to take it this year. So last year was my very first year organizing WordCamp, and I really didn't get to appreciate how a simple that it can be and i really didn't get to take advantage of the resources like uh they give you a mentor somebody who's done a WordCamp before that you can kind of lean on so this year i'm going to lean on that guy a little bit more but as far as WordCamp, everything is slowly moving away from search to discovery you know because nobody right now is searching for the best restaurant within your 25 mile parameter they're just saying show me a restaurant and so being able to discover is is going to replace search sooner than later so i want our WordCamp to be more about discovery and to be about what you can discover in wordpress that you didn't know existed there's there's plenty of people that have very specific industries and you know they're like oh WordPress doesn't have that real estate coming to mind but there's you know 10 different real estate plugins that you can pull your IDX listing in that people were not aware of you know well you know funny you mention that our plan if I start getting some traction is to build specific plugins for the real estate industry and have in the future that's that's area that I really want to look at actually so it's funny you bring that up in russell that's something that though um the the mortgage real estate world is kind of almost a untapped resource in in the in the sense that there's not a real good way to display your mortgage rates on a wordpress website unless you go to a company and they give you an iframe and we all know how iframes work there's no real good way to like pull in that data there's not a there's not a great way to actually as a real estate agent when you sell a listing there's no real easy solution to pull it off of your website unless you manually go in and delete it but if you're on a trip or you're on a plane with no Wi-Fi, it still looks like that house is up for sale. So I think the real estate market and the mortgage side of things could use more WordPress plugins. Definitely. Okay, my, one last question as we tie it up for the rest of the day. We love WordCamps, so we want to know what WordCamps are you going to the rest of this year? Quite a few, actually. I was going to take this year off and I was not going to speak. In Vegas last year, which you guys were a part of, at, at the end of day two, we did a thing called an open discussion where... Anybody could answer a question because normally with WordCamps, you have a speaker or you have a panel and you're kind of localizing um, these people as the experts. But in my studies, in, in my day-to-day life, I find that there are other people that have used plugins like Jetpack that probably know it a lot better than the expert that we have brought in, you know, so... Um, I'm going to WordCamp San Diego. It's uh, April 23rd, April 24th, and we're going to have another open discussion. The subject has not been finalized yet, but I'm sure it will be about you know plugins and different ways to use plugins and how to get involved. 
WordCamp Minneapolis is on my radar. That's coming up. WordCamp Orange County. San Diego and Orange County are two of the WordCamps that I would recommend going to if you're on the West Coast. The, the, the amount of talent, the amount of people that show up to those, number one. Number two, what a beautiful location. You know, in April in San Diego, it doesn't get better. It's almost better than Reno in August for Hot August Night. But as far after that, you know, WordCamp US, I would like to get out to WordCamp US sometime. Um, I, I really think that I would like to get out to WordCamp Chicago if I could get to it. There's a lot of really good WordCamps, especially in the East Coast that I know many of the organizers. I've collaborated on projects, but I've never actually physically been there to see what their community is like. I think yeah. that's I think that's great, and uh, it was a great. Um, I really enjoyed um, the Las Vegas last year. Uh, I thought the Elevation Center was a great venue. And the, you did the Innovation you, Center is amazing, and they they have one in Reno now. They do, and, and they're uh, they're they're building uh, another Switch SuperNap. In, oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, like that place is going to be massive, and I mean hey. they're they're really into helping startups they're really into helping businesses grow by giving them tools that they wouldn't have access to hey russell with that we're going to finish up the podcast but stay on i'm going to continue to record on the mp4 i got to manually upload this mp4 we're fancy (laughs) anyway anyway so thank you for coming up jonathan it's an interesting show we we, we're supposed to be on blab but we're back on skype which i still love skype this may be the way of the future with blab hooked in but uh, thank you for coming on everyone stay uh, attuned if you want to see more after the show and the in between show we have a little bit on youtube so go to both wp-tonic.com and timelines at timelinesofsuccess.com and you can find those links and more on show notes we want to thank share the oil share the oils northern nevada we thank you for your support I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. We did have a blabism or blab problems today. So we're back on Skype. Been a long time, but this show came out well. And if you want to hear us live next week, join in on Blab. We plan on coming up a little bit before 10 o'clock. We're going to do the podcast and Skype and then come up and review websites and talk to folks and answer your questions at 10 o'clock Pacific on Blab. Also go to our websites to find those links. Go to scheduling on timelines of success. You can find the direct link into Blab. And wherever you are, just remember to do your best, live in the moment, and make it a good day. Hey, and also, I'm going to throw a little bonus content up. It's When we do our breaks, since we're on Skype, we actually just recorded through the break. So I threw a little bit of that on in discussion in the last break. Thought you might be interested in what we talked about. Take care. And here is the bonus content. Really good job, Jonathan. I think this is going to come out well. It's a little different not using Blab. I miss like not dropping in all the information because I'll drop in all the links, all the discussion points. And when I go back and do show notes, I have them all there on Blab. I can go get them. So I really miss that. I'm well, the, to- the funny thing, Bill, both, it's a bit like what we just, Russell was just saying. Um, they're both 
Skype and Blab have got their strengths and they've got their negatives, yeah. haven't they, Bill? It's really handy you were sending those little messages to me. Um, popped up. They can't they pop up right in front of me. Oh, right here on uh, Blab. I, I sort of like would you like to do the show like this and then go to Blab for like an hour. Do yeah, a short, the, the, the 25 minute, 30 minute show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think, A, it gives you and me control over what we want to talk about. Yeah. Focus. And then. And then, you know, at the end of the show, like, let's see what the what the people in the audience want to ask, you know. And it's one of those things that you can keep elaborating further, yeah. you know. The other thing, too, that you can do is you can tell people on Blab to go see the website. So they're going to your website to see the actual podcast we created. And then the people on the podcast will go to your website to see the Blab. It's re- yeah. That's how it works. I'm really working on the numbers side of the house. You know, you guys know John Lee Dumas, right? You know who John Lee Dumas is, right? Uh-huh. John Lee Dumas is not a great – he's not a WordPress – I mean, he knows about as much as I do in WordPress probably. He, uh, he is not a great podcaster per se, but you know what he is great at? He's great at promoting podcasts and developing his little organization and getting on New Noteworthy. That's what I- he's great at. I'm the same way. Um, there's a Will Ferrell movie where he was a uh, uh, he was a basketball player, but he owned a basketball team, and he wasn't the greatest basketball player ever. But he was the guy that could pack seats, and he really yeah. learned that he was a promoter. I I'm the same way. I have no problem getting 200 people to our next WordPress meetup, but. When it comes to like handling specific, very distinct issues with WordPress, I'm maybe not that guy, but I can help find you the yeah. guy to go talk hey, to. Or, I was going to talk to this after the show, but I'll just I want to add this out. But I would like to talk to you about you know New Media Exposition is no more. There is a void right now in the West, in Las Vegas, in huh? Nevada. If we could do some kind of WordPress and NMX, I can't do WordPress together, but if you could do some kind of uh, equivalent to new media, a new media show uh-huh. in Las Vegas and Reno and maybe do something, I'd love to promote something like that. There's a void right now. I think we need to meet in the middle and we can do it in Totopah. Plus, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get big buses. We'll drive into wherever you want to drive, fly oh, into. They're going to Totopah. The, the venue space is going to be dirt cheap. Like, let's be honest, you know? <laughs> you know what I like now is, um, what's that place for Death Valley? Bit, uh, I know what the name of it is. Beatty. Beatty. Uh, Beatty. Beatty. Drive down, stay in Beatty, then go to your convention the next day. It's, I like to drive. It's like, I have the, I have the funniest story about Beatty and we can talk about it um, in a little bit, but that's that town just cracks me up every time I drive through it. I, I, I think it's a great place to stay. Then go to your convention the next day. On the way home, you can stay late at night and party and then stay in Beatty and drive back to Reno. Because you're up here a lot, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, quite a bit, and actually. Ne- uh, next time you're off, let's do coffee together, three of us, and let's get together and do something. Fair enough. All right, let's go All back. Right. This is this is a good show. Hey, the last five minutes, um, contact it. Let me ask, contact information, how the listener can help you. And then um, what I would like, Russell, what I'd like to ask too is two last questions, one from Jonathan, one from me. Jonathan, do you have anything we want you want us to ask you? Oh, no. Anything um, specific? I'm going to ask him about um, the Las Vegas WordCamp, and um, I don't know what question you're going to ask, Bill. Um, what other WordCamps are you, are you going to? Maybe I'll ask that one. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd okay. be great. So okay. you asked Las Vegas. I'll ask the second question. What are the word camps you're going to? I want to make sure I get an Orange County word camp. I want to go to Orange County word yeah, camp. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to that, actually. I, I'll go to that. We can stay at my sis- with my sister there for free. I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> All right. It's a pretty good deal, though, because we live really right in the middle of Orange County in Costa Mesa. Okay. Yeah. Let's try to go to Orange County. Are you going to go to Orange County? I'll ask that during the thing. How can we go? I am. I am going. Yeah. 